0: Hi, and welcome to the China Business Minute, a weekly catch up with our China offices of the most important stories of the week. I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this week we're chatting with our office in Beijing. Jake Parker is the Vice President for China Operations at the US-China Business Council in our Beijing office. Jake, thanks for taking some time.
1: Great to be with you, Ian.
0: All right, three topics as usual. First, a shifting tone in Chinese news media. Second, I want to talk about retaliation that we're seeing from China to the new tariff list. And last, but of course not least, implications from the Huawei case. So we've been seeing some increased pushback from Chinese media after the trade talks sort of fell apart. Uh, What do you make of that?
1: But before I answer your question, just a little bit of context on Chinese domestic media. Over the past years, the U.S. and China have been negotiating. The Chinese central government and through state media have been very, very quiet domestically on the outcomes of those talks. After every round of negotiations, Chinese domestic media, usually through Xinhua, the national news agency, would publish something very brief talking about the negotiators meeting and productive negotiations. Besides that, there was very little commentary that was available domestically. What we saw after last Monday was that there was a significant new rhetoric within China's domestic media criticizing the United States particularly through China's People's Daily, the CGTN, National News Agency, and then also through Xinhua. One of the People's Daily front page commentaries called into question U.S. hegemony in the world. It cited the damage to U.S. credibility and how these tariffs actions will damage the United States and its domestic economy. This is a significant uptick in the rhetoric that we've seen domestically. It's also a fairly concerning indication that China may be allowing some of that domestic nationalism to seep into the overall US-China relationship by not controlling the narrative as strictly as it has done in the past.
0: All right, let's go from talk to action. So after this new tranche of tariffs from the US, what kind of retaliation are you seeing from China?
1: After the United States raised the tariffs on the $200 billion list, China responded by raising the tariff rate on its 60 billion retaliatory list beginning on June 1st. The new adjustment of tariff rates uh, follow what China had originally announced on August 2018 when it first published its 60 billion retaliation list, assessing tariffs at rates of 510 20 and 25 percent in September 2018. China reduced its planned tariff rates for the 60 billion list to 5 and 10 percent in response to the United States lowering the tariff rates in the 200 billion list to 10 percent from the previously threatened 25 percent. At the same time that the Chinese government announced the tariff increase, they also announced a tariff exclusion process for those products. Uh, Any company that's interested in applying for the tariff exclusion will be evaluated on one, the difficulty of obtaining alternative goods, two, the economic damage to the applicant, and three, any major structural impacts on any relevant industries from the tariff increase. From some of the companies that we've spoken with, this is positive news because it at least allows a data-based application and hopeful exception from the tariffs. Just one final point on tariffs going forward. We met with one of the Chinese negotiators last week, and when we asked about the 300 billion tariffs that are open for public comment in the United States and potential Chinese retaliation, this person indicated that China does not want to negatively impact its domestic business environment. However, because it does not import enough from the United States to increase tariffs and retaliation directly from a quantitative perspective, This person indicated that the business community may need to suffer uh, because it's the only target left to China. So we are certainly recommending to companies that they prepare for potential qualitative measures that could come to bear on their operations here.
0: Um, So last but not least, Huawei's addition to the entity list has been a major news point lately. Uh, What kind of implications is this going to have for companies moving forward? It's still very early days
1: with Huawei. What we know for sure is that a draft notice was issued to the Federal Register on May 16th by the Department of Commerce uh, adding Huawei to the entities list. We understand from some of our conversations with the U.S. government that that list was effective immediately, uh, restricting any sale of U.S. products to Huawei without a license that's granted by the Department of Commerce's Bureau of Industry and Security. There are two implications for the Huawei decision. The first is that any company that was selling to Huawei and counted them as a major customer is going to immediately lose that business. For some companies, the exposure is larger than for others. The second and potentially more problematic issue is that we've heard from some companies that their customers in the China market no longer consider them to be reliable suppliers, whether it's because of potential price increases because of the tariffs or potentially uh, a company being added to the entity list in the future and no longer being able to rely on the US supply. Uh, Those customers are beginning to look for alternative suppliers, uh, potentially from Europe, Japan, Korea, domestically within China. And that creates uh, challenges within the market, because once our companies begin to lose market share, it's very, very difficult to get back. And so this could have very significant business implications for American companies going forward as their Chinese consumers uh, move to select other companies' products.
0: All right, Jake, insightful and crisp as always. That is Jake Parker, vice president for China Operations based in Beijing. The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S.-China Business Council, and you can learn more about our work on our website, uschina.org. Our music is by Broke for Free, and you can catch our latest episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. Uh, If you like the show, please do leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week.